Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwill. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey, where we find ourselves in 1 Samuel 13. And it was verses 7, the end of 7 through 11, that resonated with me this morning. It says, Saul remained at Gilgal, and all the troops were with him, and quaking with fear. He waited seven days, the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gogal, and Saul's men began to scatter. So Saul said, bring me the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings. And Saul offered up the burnt offering. Just as he finished making the offering, Samuel arrived, and Saul went out to greet him. What have you done? asked Samuel. Today's podcast is entitled, Faith Over Fear. Early in my career, our company's founder and CEO was accompanying me on a business trip. So for an entire week, I was presenting a very long and intense multimedia training event for all the customer service agents in our client's contact center. Now, you got to understand, there were hundreds of agents working around the clock, and they could only take people off the floor a handful at a time. So... I was doing multiple sessions each day from early in the morning until the wee hours of the night to make sure we even got all the third shift reps trained. It was a grueling schedule, which is why my boss had come along to assist and keep me encouraged. Towards the middle of the week, the head of our client's contact center informed us that the conference room we were using was needed by some executives on their team and told we would have to move all of our equipment to the only other room they could find for us. Yeah, it was not ideal. The room they were sending us to was not a great space for what we were doing, and we were already weary from the grinding schedule. It was going to take us a couple of hours to move rooms and set up for the next morning. And what we really needed was to get to the hotel and get some sleep. I was surprised, actually, to watch my boss dig in his heels. I was young and relatively inexperienced in these types of situations, but it seemed clear to me that my boss seemed to think this was some kind of a power play on the part of the contact center manager. He refused. A heated argument followed which was followed by angry phone calls. The entire thing threatened to destroy a very good and profitable relationship we'd built with a large national corporation. I was watching a heady cocktail of pride and anger and stubbornness drive my boss to dangerous and irrational behavior. Tense situations in times of weakness or weariness often reveal a leader's true mettle. In yesterday's chapter, God, through Samuel, established a new org chart for the monarchy. The king would handle the political and military affairs, while God's prophet would handle the spiritual matters and communicate with God, who was still above the king, on the org chart. So in today's chapter, the first thing Saul does is cross those boundaries on the org chart. Fearful of the Philistines, anxious that Samuel has not arrived on time, and nervous about the fact that his troops were rapidly going AWOL, Saul takes it upon himself to do Samuel's job for him. 
it was presumptuous on Saul's part to think that he had the authority to do the prophet's job, and it was directly disobedient to the system God had put in place. Perhaps most importantly, Saul's actions were motivated by fear, not faith. I couldn't help but think of a scene in Shakespeare's Henry V, in which a tired, sick, rain-drenched English army is on the march. The French herald arrives to announce that a freshly assembled French army is ready to confront and attack the weary English soldiers. The herald then offers Harry ransom. In other words, this is the way it worked. The king surrenders and becomes a prisoner of the French. He doesn't get hurt in the battle. They charge England ransom for the return of King Henry while the French army destroys the English army on the field. Well, Harry refuses the offer. Uh, much to the encouragement of his men. But he and all his men know that to face the French in their present state would be disastrous. One of the king's nobles confesses to Henry what everyone in the English army is thinking. I hope they don't attack us right now. King Henry replies, and I love this, we are in God's hands, brother, not in theirs. Now that's faith and courage to press on despite fear and anxiety. By contrast, Saul's actions reveal a lack of faith and a penchant for acting rashly out of fear. By the way, that scene from Henry V is posted on a YouTube link on the post today at tomvanderwell.com if you want to take a look at it. So this brings me back to that tense standoff in our client's contact center. I got frantic calls from a colleague asking what was going on because they'd gotten frantic calls from our client asking them to do something about the way our boss was acting. I had quietly watched this intense escalation, trying to respect the boundaries between myself and my boss. He had basically ignored me through this entire battle of egos in which he'd been intensely engaged. Finally, he turned to me and asked me what I thought we should do. I quietly reminded him that our company's mission statement, yeah, the one that he wrote, said that we strive to be examples of, quote, servant leadership, end quote. And then I suggested that to serve our client well, we should bite the bullet and humbly move as requested. I'm really thankful he agreed. A crisis was averted though I'm not sure our company's reputation with that client remained unscathed. It became a really good lesson for me. So in the quiet this morning, my heart and mind ponder my own positions of leadership in family and community and business. I have my own natural human responses in times of fear and anxiety, and I confess that not, not all of them are positive. I have a natural bent towards pessimism that tends to choke my faith like the seed that fell among the thorns in Jesus' parable of the sower. And yet, I have yet to give up in uncertain times and circumstances. When they do come along, I try to remind myself of two passages that I have memorized, and I remind myself over and over and over and over and over again. One of them is this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. 
The other one is this. Those who fear the Lord will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. And in the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. That's Psalm 112, verses 7 and 8. I hope you have a great day, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.